Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We are so glad that you're here today. I am always terrible about remembering what episode number we're on. I think it's 126. Really? Yeah, I really do. Okay, I was going to say 125? No, well that's what we put on our social media post for last week was 125. Okay, okay. If we're wrong, sorry. Okay, 126. Um, and so we're so excited to be doing the mind your motherhood season with all of you. But so I thought it would be fun as we start talking about grade school years. I think one of the things that marks grade school years is that kids start getting interested in TV shows. Yeah. Kind of like preschool, but then grade school, like they're like, you know, starting to have shows that they like and stuff like that. Uh Oh, I may have prepped incorrectly. Oh, really? I pick, well, you go ahead and then we'll see what happens. Okay. So, but I think what ends up happening with a lot of those shows that they're super annoying, like they become just the worst, you know, it's the bane of your existence. And it's like what the, the kid's favorite show is like the one that grates on your nerves the most. Yes. You know, like thankfully, thank goodness, whoever finally figured out Bluey. Came along. Okay, so we're going to talk about him because he's my favorite. The best. I'll watch every single episode 25 times. Yes. I love it. There's like a fully engaged dad. And yes. Okay, wait. Have I told you, have I told the story on here about me embarrassing myself so much about doing the thank you for cleaning my toilet joke? No, I don't even know what that joke is. Okay, so we went to, uh, we go to this big church and sometimes we have like, really well-known speakers come in and every once in a while, you know, we get asked to go to dinner with them after they speak. So there was this speaker in town and I got to go to the dinner with him. So anyway, he was very charming and stuff and he's sitting at the end of one of the tables and he does like a magic trick at the dinner and we're like, okay, okay. And guys, this is so embarrassing even telling this story. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, he said, he said, go home and show that to your children or whatever. They'll be so impressed. I'm like, well, I have something really funny for you that my children have taught me. And he was like, what? So I have this, one of our friends, it's also like on staff at church is sitting across from me. And I tell him, I'm like, okay, Mark, um, make your hand into a circle. (laughs) Put a a lid on it. And I I know exactly (laughs) where this is going. And in my innocence, I'm like, why did this cross her mind? Why? I don't know. I am... I just am habitually the most awkward person in the room. You're at dinner, too. Ma'am, I know. Okay, Because if going. you've ever seen Bluey, you know where this is going. So you put your hand in a circle, then you put the other hand on top of it. Okay, so he does this. And so I so I tell him, open the lid. So he opens the lid. And then, um, let's see, I stick my finger in his... Which is which weird. Is awkward. It's like so it's weird. So awkward. I stick my finger in the hole and like swirl it around, and then I take it out and I say, "Close." The- Wait, no, no I, think I puts- do it. Oh, this is getting worse. It's by the worse. Minute. It's worse. Okay, because I make the toilet. I make. And you ask him to put his finger. Yes, and I say, <laughs> I say put your finger. It's terrible. Swirl it around. This is terrible. 
abort, abort. Take it out. I close the lid and I say, thank you for cleaning my toilet. <laughs> no, nobody no. laughs. No, Jeremy is sitting next to me and he is like, what just happened? He cannot even recover. We like what would have been the best is if somebody like I feel so embarrassed right now telling you this. What would have been the ideal situation is if somebody would have been like, wow, that was so awkward and everybody laughed. But nobody said that. No. And nobody laughed. No. Mark, the guy that I had just, you know, yes. violated, <laughs> looks at me like, what was that? Listen, let's be glad it wasn't the speaker that oh, was the praise, you know, person of he honor. He was just too far down the table from praise me. Praise the Lord. Anyway, I and guess. God's grace, he sat him far enough away from you. I'm putting together now, I have not been invited back to a dinner. <laughs> They said, she's struggling. She watches too many kids' cartoons, so she cannot come anymore. Oh, my gosh. Who? But who does that? I don't know what's wrong with me. You it's, do. Uh, okay. Own it. Well. Own it. Come on. Anyway, I sent, I later on was like, you laid out on me. And he was like, I did not know how to handle that I situation. I don't even know how you recover. Yeah. No, you don't. It was bad. I mean, I do know that sign because my kids have taught it to me. <laughs> So if I'm at the table and you start, I think I would have stopped you. I think I might have been like, Kate, I know where you're going with this. Let's back up. Don't do it. I'm sorry I wasn't there to save you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So anyway, so that's, so Bluey. Yes. But, you know, and then Caroline constantly tells the joke, what's your name? When I say mom, what color is the sky? Blue. What's the opposite of down? Up. Ha ha. Mom blew up. Did your kids do that? No, they do not do that. Oh, that's okay. from Bluey too. Yeah, yeah, it's a Bluey joke. Listen, I must not have seen all the episodes. I feel like you've got content I don't have. Well, I don't know, ma'am. But anyway, needless to say, neither of those jokes need to make it to an adult dinner. Nobody's yes. going to laugh. Nobody's. It's going to be real cringy. Yes. Um. But so anyway, Bluey is the best. Yes. All on board for Bluey, but and with our children, you know, raising them. Cause I feel like some of the more recent things are not as bad. No, I agree. They're getting better. But some of the things that like our children were watching yes. were just uh, the absolute worst. So we are going to do a draft and see who can create the worst. I want to go first. Cartoon lineup. <laughs> okay. You can, you can have first draft. I can have first draft. Sure. Okay. Caillou. Yes. Was that yours? Caillou. I have, you t You took Caillou from me. I mean, he was definitely on my draft list. Yes. He was so whiny. So whiny. Like yes. nothing satisfied that kid. No. Wasn't he bald? And he was bald, which you know what? Some people are. I just, I don't want to hate on them for that. I just feel like his but attitude by that was age, poor. Well, maybe that's why he was in such a bad mood. Maybe so. He didn't have any hair. Maybe so. Okay. My number one draft pick is the Wiggles. Oh, we never watched the Wiggles. Well, I tried with everything in me. Anytime those were around to move those off of the TV, it, they make me so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's grown men. Yes. Dancing. Yes. For kids. Yes. Oh, Isn't that the same thing as Teletubbies? Are they different? Teletubbies, though, are in those costumes. Oh, but the Wiggles weren't in costume. Okay. No. So if you're going to do it as a grown man, you at least need to cover your face. I got you. I mean, I you got know, you. I, I mean, God bless the Wiggles, but mm -hmm. also, like, how do you sleep with yourself at night? Like, do you feel good about this? Uh, Kate, they're living in mansions. They're sleeping just fine. <laughs> they are <laughs> sleeping true. just fine. That's true. Yes. Okay, what's your next pick? Uh, Max and Ruby. That's on my list. Max and Ruby. Ruby, Ruby and Max. Max. Okay, why do you hate them? 
I actually appreciate their content. Uh-huh. They had some good storylines. Mm-hmm. It's the music. Like, I can't sing. That song gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And the little beat that goes with it. I just can't take it anymore. It's one of those things where it just, like, grates on your nerves. It's not necessarily the show. It's the theme song. Well, but when you watch it, like, she is so bossy. She is, she's the big sister. I know, but she's so, there's no parents around. She's I know, so I do bossy. Wonder, grandma, isn't there a grandma? Uh, there is. Her is grandma there? comes over, and you're always like, "What? where's your mom? I don't know what's happening. It's, yes. It's, it's a bad. Okay. My next one, you've taken um, a lot out, out of my draft I'm going to keep here. taking them. That's why I wanted to go first. Okay. My number two pick is Dora the Explorer. <gasps> I love Dora. No, listen. I love her. No, we we need to speed things up. She's she asks a question to the TV. Do you see the rose? And my kids responded. She got them to respond. Your kid whatever responded. her mental magic is, it's working. That's fine, but your kid responded and then she still waited a full minute. Do you see the rose? And then it's just nothing. I just I lo- did you watch the live action one with the real people? No. It was awesome. Get out of it here. Was awesome. You need to put that on your Christmas movie. Get out of here. Night watching list. No. The real Dora Explorer was awesome. No, get out of here. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Does she talk to the screen? I think she does. I think there's a monkey too. No, that makes me. No, I hate that. And Diego. I think Diego may be there too. Get out of here with Diego. Yes. (laughs) Yes, girl. Okay, what's your third pick? Uh, The Backyard Again. These are my friends, The Backyard Again. Oh, you actually remembered the song. Look at you. Why do you hate that show? They are odd characters. Yeah. I don't know. And then they always have a snack at the end. You don't like that? Well, I it was not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, my next one is, I mean, I just feel like this one's so easy, but it's Barney. Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched a little bit of Barney. For me, Barney and Thomas the Train... We're like two old school cartoons that still yes. made it into yes. like my children's childhood. And they both, there just was not enough good happening there. Okay, listen, Barney, we had some students from our student ministry yeah. in Barney. So I liked watching Barney just so if I could, I if could you see saw the people him. I know. Yeah. I know them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just so cheesy. Okay. 100%. What's your final pick? Okay, this last one is... Like a, a younger show. Okay. But because I, you know, I babysat my neighbor's baby for a while, I got to kind of get back into the kids' shows, Coco Melon. Oh, yeah. So, see, thankfully, I never had to watch that. Well, and I never had to watch it with my kids, but I've had to watch it with my. I feel like Coco Melon is the Caillou of modern day. It's better, though. Really? I will. I will give it a step up on Caillou. Really? Yes, I really will. Okay. I do think the baby's bald. Isn't he bald in yeah. the show, too? Uh, that's what I'm saying. But he's an actual baby, so he's supposed to be bald. Caillou's oh, like a five-year-old or something. Yeah. So, but the the parents just look like robots in the show. It's very odd. Yeah, the whole thing's real weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, Coco Melon's definitely the worst. Okay, but my absolute, absolute most hated thing that my kids watch that I have to tolerate is... Anything on YouTube with adults pretending to play with toys. <laughs> Those are my favorite. You're joking. I love the unboxing. 
I love when they show you all the pieces. Okay. The I love it. I kind of get. No, Caroline will watch. There is some adult woman and she has like some Barbies. And yes. she's like, hey, Barbie, you want to go to ball? And I'm like, what Okay, are but we? I love Barbies. So. No, Rebecca. It's nostalgic for me. Just play in your real life. And who are these adults? And why are they making so much money? And I didn't think of it first. That makes me mad. It just feels sad to me. It's like, who is this 35-year-old woman in her house with this Barbie? Barbie collection. Again, Kate, she's living in a mansion. These people have figured out the code. Okay. Well, you know who's figured out the code? What was that show with the little boy? And he's got all that. <gasps> yes. What is his name? Ryan. Ryan's world. Ryan's world. Those it's his people. mom that figured out that world. She was genius. They figured that they out. They got a whole toy line. That boy is everywhere. Okay. Can we talk about our favorite? Do you have a favorite kid show? Um, Let me think about it. What's yours? <gasps> Phineas and Ferb. Oh, my. That's what I was going to say. I couldn't think of the that name. That is my all-time favorite. All-time favorite. The best. Phineas and Ferb. Yes. Yes. Which I don't see it on TV very much anymore. Or maybe no. we're just not No, I loved Phineas and Ferb. I still sing the song. Sometimes I'll sing E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are evil. <laughs> and there's, she's, there's a song she sung to her mom. I love the sister. The sister's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I love Phineas and Ferb. Me too. Oh, it's a winner. Okay. Okay. High five good. for us. Good segue. Okay. Good segue. So we're thinking <laughs> about the learning years. And this is like, you know, as kids go to school. Um, and because it's like the grade school year, start marking like this learning season. You know, now they figured out how to walk. They can kind of put clothes on. They start school and they start to learn. They learn their ABCs, one plus one, how to read and write. And kids... Kate's kids started school knowing all those things because remember in our last episode, we talked about how she was an educational mom. Get out of here. My kids started with zero knowledge. <laughs> like when you're a kindergartner in our town, you have to go to this little interview with the kindergarten teachers and they show them all these things and they mark X's or checks if they know what they are. I'm pretty sure my kids got all X's. <laughs> pretty sure. But I want y'all to know that school works. Exactly. My kids can read and write exactly. and do math now. They all catch so up. So way to same. go, kinder teachers. Yes. Shout out. I was a teacher, so I loved teaching my kids at home. It was fun for me. Honestly, I had more fun doing a lesson with them than like playing pretend <laughs> trains. You were playing pretend teacher. Yes. We would take trains and like, you know, park them in a train station on the right sight words because I was like, that is fun. No, ma'am. I was like... <laughs> We don't need to know that yet. You're going to learn that in kindergarten. <laughs> we didn't even go there. No. No. Okay. So whether they come in learning it or not, at some point they're going to learn how to read and write their ABCs. One plus one, two plus two, all those things. They learn how to tie their shoes. Oh, that's always a winner. Score. You finally can tie your shoes. Yes. And Caleb, I will tell you though, Caleb, it took us a long time for him to tie his shoes. And I remember getting a letter, a note home from the kinder or first grade teacher that was like, I think Yo. I did too. You need to send Velcro if he can't tie his yes, shoes. Right <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to get this together. Because bless her heart, she's got 20 kids and she's like, Mm-mm. I can't do this. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where's your Uggs? Put your Uggs on. Let's go. Yes. Um, learn to tie their shoes. Learn to ride a bike. Yes. That when, was exciting. When do you think your kids learn to ride a bike? I remember most vividly Jake. <laughs> Bless the first kid. You yeah. remember a lot about the first kid? Yeah. I remember when he rode his bike, and we were, we celebrated. It was, like, so exciting. Uh, and I remember when Abby rode her bike. Oh, middle child. Chad, womp, womp. Sorry, bud. I know. That's so funny, because I remember my 
first and my last two. Oh, the middle kid. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I know. By the time Caroline was learning to ride, though, they had the the scoot bikes. The, the balance bike. Ba- thank you. Listen, balance it's bike. on my toy list for yeah. 2023. Okay. Yes, ma'am. it is. It's amazing. They we, are genius. We love the balance bike. Yes. We, yeah. didn't, we never had the balance bike. That made all the difference. Um, they learn how to hopefully bathe and get dressed on their own. It was Caroline, though, that like she was in first grade and I was like, probably shouldn't be the one washing your hair anymore mm-hmm. like yeah. you should probably be able to do this now yes i agree but you know like i don't know the other ones you're kind of pushing them along because then you've got this next one coming up and you're right. like i need you to be able to do this because i'm trying to wash this kid yes but then by by her like even now she's in second grade and i still wash her hair no but i had to force myself to not do it anymore because she doesn't do a great job no mine doesn't either like yeah. when you brush it the next morning and it's still greasy and you're like, what What happened? We missed something. <laughs> What's going on? And there's only two steps, ma'am. Like it's only the shampoo and the conditioner. So which, you know. What we miss? There's two bottles. Yes. Yeah. But so they start being able to do those things. Um, I think that they start learning like probably a sport. Yes. Or an instrument or a hobby. You know, they may like all of a sudden start liking football or baseball or fishing or dance or an instrument. Listen, I'm going to give a shout out to Steve. We always talk about uh, Mama Judy. Daddy Steve gave me the best advice. His advice when I had kids was, do not put them in sports till they're five. Mm, That's good advice, Because from zero to five, you are just chasing, paying money, and nothing's happening. It's very real. It's when they turn five and get into school that all the kicking and batting and everything starts to function. And he always told me, babe, if they're going to be good at it, they're going to be good at four, five, six, 12. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So just wait. I like that. I wish somebody had told me that because we spent some useless Saturdays yes. with the four-year-old yes. on the soccer field. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to play. They cry. They All of it. Yeah. Wait. Um, okay. So they're starting to learn those things. They learn how to make friends. They do. You know, it's when they, I feel like they start kind of having friends. Yes. And not having friends, you know, like, I don't know. They get in fights. They learn how to make up. Yes. They start learning, like gravitating toward other people that are like them. Um, And I think they start learning about God and faith. They do. Yes. Asking questions, being curious. For all my kids, it's been at that, this age that they start really having questions, you know, for Caroline asking about being baptized. Yes. You know, and you're yes. like, okay, well, do you want to be baptized just because the rest of the family did it? Because that was the first reason. Well, it's like a swimming pool at church. Right. Yes. And so, like, let's, uh, baptizing is great, but let's do it for the right reasons. Right. But, and you shout know. out to VBS, because VBS during elementary years like this is such a winner. Oh, it, it definitely helps move the ball forward with those conversations. Yes. And hopefully, you know, the stuff you're implementing at home, then they get to hear it at church in a real concrete way. Yes. Um, and I think the other big thing that they're learning is who they are and what they like. Yes. And this can be so funny as you go through this with them because they'll, there'll be these huge changes and then you're kind of like, where did that come from? Like I was thinking about this, Caleb for forever in elementary would only ever wear shorts. You know, it'd be 25 degrees outside and he's like, you're not putting pants on me. That's right. You know? Yes. And I think that went all the way through like fourth or fifth grade. Yes. But then in fifth and sixth grade, the the kid would only wear pants. Uh-huh. You know, it was like joggers. He would not, he would not put shorts on. Oh, you didn't like your ankles, Kayla? I think he didn't like his little legs. Yes. You know, he had little legs. Yes. Um, but, you know, he did that. And then it's funny just watching him, thinking about his grade school years, 
I looked back on pictures thinking about this because I watched him transition from diggers and dinosaurs. That was like our starting point Uh to trains and cars to blocks and Legos to sports and video games. And now he's into guitars and running. Yes. But, you know, we go through all those things. They do. They have their own seasons. Yes. Uh And it's so funny because one day, you know, you have digger t-shirts and pajamas and we play diggers all day long. And then all of a sudden they're They're like gone. Yeah. I know. It's all those little dresses you made that Caroline wanted to wear with those puppies on them from Walmart. Now she don't wear them anymore. Aren't you sad? No. And that I was thinking about that because that was for her. The part of the progression was like all these character dresses. And then she was like full on into unicorns. And now she has these roller blades, roller skates. Like I intentionally got because they like, progress in size they grow with her yes you know those are kind of sketchy roller skates they don't yes why because when you get to like the farthest out of it it like starts to buckle in the middle (laughs) you're gonna have to pay for some legit ones i agree with that but like you know when a kid asks for roller skates you're like "Mm, are you gonna do this more than three times yourself for an er visit yeah you're about to break something (laughs) so anyway she told me that um those are not her vibe anymore okay uh, because they like have like unicorn looking stuff on him. So we need to. We're growing up. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, ma'am, I don't think you understand. I bought these roller skates to grow with you and you picked them out. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you. So yeah. I think it's so funny with girls because as a mom of a girl, you tend to try to make them do what you like uh-huh. and you fix their hair yes. and dress them. Yes. And then they start to get this mind of their own and you don't like what they like, but you. It's like you're battling inside yourself. Do I push my way or do I let them go? So Abby only likes white shoes. Just white shoes. That's it. Nothing on them. Just okay. white. It okay. drives me crazy. Yeah. Don't you want pink or yeah. black or sparkles? Uh-huh. She loves to have her hair in her face. Like she just wants to wear it down all the time. Okay, because like Lydia intentionally pulls out. Oh, those little pieces around their face. Yes. Yes. And you're like, don't you want to put in a pony? Don't you want a scrunchie? Do you want a bow? How about a headband? <laughs> And they don't want any of it. Yeah. And you're just inside, you're just like seething because you're like, I bought all these headbands for you. Uh, but they're so happy to just be what they want to be. I know. but And I think, I mean, what you're getting to is the point that I, I wanted to get to is like, as they're figuring it out, you know, for so long, you got to make the choices kind of for them. I mean, there's this period in toddlerhood where they're like, no, ma'am, I'm wearing a princess dress. I don't care what you've right, said. Right, right. But there's still, I don't know, some control over their hair and stuff like that. But then, like, as they enter grade school, they're starting to make choices where you're like, oh, yes. that's not what I would do. Oh, no. yes. Yes. And you're having to kind of balance of, like... And listen, Christmas pictures in our family have changed. I cannot bring home the outfits. Really? Those, those children will not wear what I pick. I have to consult them with the color scheme and ask them, what in that color scheme would you be willing to wear? Really? Oh, 100%. 100%. That's hilarious. So, moms, if you can still bring home five outfits for your family for Christmas, you consider yourself lucky. You know what? As we are getting ready to do that, too, I bet I'm in that stage. You need to ask them. I bet I'm in the place. I'm not going to be able to just roll up with something. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. I haven't even thought about That's that. It's a big deal because you don't have time to take them shopping. No. I just need to go to Target on my own and get it. Well, not Target anymore because I'm not shopping there. Kohl's. Oh, I need to go okay. to Kohl's. <laughs> I need to go to Belk, Kohl's, and Old Navy. You just threw a bomb in the hole in the I, middle of the I whole thing. I can't help it. Okay. I'm gonna speak the truth. Okay. Okay. So um I'm gonna move us along. Okay. Uh 
what I was thinking about is as they're figuring all this out, we start to move from doing everything for them to letting them do it on their own. And it made me think about how we're leaders in our home as moms, and we want them to become leaders of themselves. Have you ever heard the idea of, like, as we're teaching people to do stuff that we, we do, I do, you watch, mm-hmm. I do, you help, you do, I help, you do, I watch. Yes, yes, that's great. That's a great thing to think about. I think it's Somebody just, put that on a sign at Hobby Lobby because yeah. that's good stuff. I think it's so good, and we'll put it in the show notes because I think, I think that helps a lot with frustration, you know, especially when I'm thinking about, like, tying their shoes. For a while, I'm doing it and you're watching, but then I do it and you help, and then you do it and I help, I'm kind of watching, and then you do and I watch. So we're slowly like giving them, we're training them at giving them control over it. I I think where we sometimes get it wrong is when we just expect them to be able to do it Mm -hmm. and we haven't give them, we haven't helped them learn how. Yeah, because sometimes you're just like, I don't have time to teach you. I just, it's faster for me to do it. So we keep doing it. Yes. And then you wake up one day and go, I'm tired of doing this. Yes. But you've never taught them. Right. So yeah. you can't expect them to do it. Yeah. No, it can be it can be very frustrating. So I was thinking about, you know, as we talk about in this season of Mind Your Motherhood, we talked about every episode thinking about what to expect, what to embrace, and what to let go of. I think for this time um, of raising our children that we can expect that they're going to change. And I think having that in our minds – of like, this is going to be a time where they start liking different things, wanting to hang out with different friends, wearing different clothes, wanting to cut their hair differently, mm-hmm. that if we can expect that they're going to change, that kind of helps calibrate our own it <laughs> expectations. Does. It does. And I think it, it's good for us as moms to consider that there are things in their life that you can let them own. Mm-hmm. And it's not terrible. Yeah. If Abby wants to cut her hair off one day and tomorrow she realizes it's a bad choice, it grows. Yeah. There are things that we can give them ownership over that don't have dire consequences. Yeah. So let them. Let them have that leadership to do what they want in those areas because you're going to get to a, a later stage we'll talk about in other seasons where the consequences are bigger. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a bigger drop. Yeah. But right now, if they want to, you know, wear whatever they want to wear every day, the same pair of shorts, let them. Yes. I'm with you. Um, Caroline has decided she only wants to wear black leggings. Old Navy, they went on sale 50% off. You said I bought 12. Ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know, she already had one pair. I bought four more. Good for you. We don't even need to fight about this. Nope, we That sure is don't. fine. That's you want right. to wear black leggings every day? Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let her. Let her express herself. Let her figure that out. Because honestly, she's going to change her mind next year. Exactly. And it's that, like you're saying, this is a low-risk situation. Yes. For her to have some control over. Yes. Um, I think... One of the things about this season that I think is so nice as we expect it is that there's a rhythm to it. Uh, when I think about having my kids all in grade school, you know, now I have a high school, middle school, and a grade school. One of the beautiful things about the grade school season is that there is a really beautiful rhythm. I think before this time, things feel a little haywire. And then after this time, as they head into middle and high school, It feels a little... Ultra haywire. Yeah. So this is like, I think that's one of the things that you can embrace in this season is the rhythm of it. Yes. That you know a little bit about what you can expect each day, how the days are going to go as they go into school and things like that. You kind of start to, everybody figures out a rhythm. No, I love that rhythm too. And I remember it because when you 
in, exit that season to the next, like middle school, high school, it's a jolt to mm-hmm. your system because mm-hmm. things do start to change. I was also thinking about today how we used to go on vacation, family vacations during the school year when the kids were in grade school. Yeah. Because you did, you weren't missing that much. Do it. Yes. But now to take a kid out of school to go somewhere mm-hmm. for middle school, high school, mm-hmm. it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a wonderful thing to be able to embrace in this season too is that you can take them out of school during the school year when, yes. you know, there's less people in a place. That's and- right. Yes. And you do have some stuff to make up when you get home. But again, it's low risk. Yeah. Now, I mean, my kids, if they get so many tardies, we got Thursday night school. We got you don't play in the next game. Yeah. I mean, it, it drastically grows. The consequences are bigger. Yeah. So I would say enjoy that. Yeah. And do it. Like, don't put off vacations till summer when it gets crazy. Like, go now. Yeah. You can. I agree. Do it. That is a wonderful thing to embrace. Um, I think something to embrace with them, too, is kind of what we're saying is you have this time with them at home. I think that is what I am keeping in my mind more and more right now as we're about to have a driver who I'm not going to have car time with, who's not going to be home as much. I think right now I'm really holding to, I have them in my car, I have them in my house. That's right. And embracing those opportunities. Yes. So that, um, and I'm not saying we do this all the time. I never want to put this burden on moms, but generally we are not on our screens in the car. Generally, like, Last night, I had the two bigger ones in the car with me heading to church and a friend. And so, but we're nobody's on their phones. We're talking. Right. Then on the way home from church, we're talking to each other. That's right. And so that we just generally try and engage. I have I have them captive in the car. Yes, <laughs> and you I do. want to use that time well. Yes. Because I, I, I won't always have that time. Yesterday in the car, Judd put on Christmas music. Uh-huh. And it kind of made me a little upset. I was like, why are we doing this now? Yeah. I mean, didn't last episode you say yes. you were ready for Christmas? Yes, but, but I stopped myself and I was like, Rebecca, if he wants to listen to Christmas music with you, embrace it. Yes, exactly. Sing along. Right. Embarrass him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, and so that was like for me with Caroline for Halloween, she wanted me to be a Squishmallow with her. And so it was like, yes, ma'am. Yes. Because who knows, next year you may say, you know, I'm cringy. And <laughs> as long as I'm not, I'm going to take the opportunity, you know, to spend time with For you. For sure. So I just think there's a lot to embrace. But uh and then and then I think especially conversations about God. Yes. That we really are have our spiritual eyes open so that as we start talking about things with them, um that we don't miss those opportunities. You know, that's one of the reasons we wanted to give out the thankful leaf kits with as we were selling sweatshirts and as we talk about those intentional things, because we want to help create intentional moments and rhythms with you and your family where you can start talking about God and talk about faith and stuff like that so that you're creating an open dialogue so that as their hearts are stirring and as they're having questions, that's you've already created a safe place. Well, and that you don't feel this burden that it has to be this family devotional, everybody around the couch, bring your Bible. Right. But that honestly, some of the more meaningful times with your kids are when you're doing something different already mm-hmm. and you just bring God into it yeah. and ask a question that makes them curious or stop and remind them something that scripture says. And they may not respond. They may be like, okay, cool, mom. Yeah. But you're just planting seeds. Yeah. You're just putting that in their little hearts and minds. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, our former pastor used to talk about how, you know, bringing someone to Christ is, it's not like, 
not, it's not necessarily like, a, uh, you, we'd, we don't have the responsibility of moving them from zero to 10. Right. First of all, that that's the Holy Spirit's job. But the, the part that we may play in it is helping move them from zero to one or from one to two. And then it may be their Sunday school teacher that helps move them from two to three. And then it may be at, in their youth group that they, right? That's right. That we don't feel the responsibility. I think some parents feel like, okay, my child is eight and hasn't become a Christian. Right. You know, what am I doing wrong? Well, nothing. We want them to have ownership over that and to be able to embrace that decision. And when they do have ownership over it, it makes a difference when they get into the middle school, high school years because they don't, they remember and they don't have to remember it exactly. It's not like a picture perfect memory, but it's just the idea that they had the opportunity to move themselves along too. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel forced. They didn't feel like backed into a corner. They got to ask questions just like your kids have different personalities with you know, do they talk to strangers? Do they play sports? Some of them are just slower. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. God knows that. Yes. He's the one that made them like that. Yeah. And don't you think it's so tricky to navigate? Like as, as the kids start asking, I, I just feel like Jeremy and I both are like, are they, are, are they, they ready? Are you sure? You know, can we, sh- I think we should kick this down the road a little bit. Yes. Or, or helping them to become a follower of Christ at the level that they're ready to understand it. Yes. I think so many of us that have grown up in the faith and then want to pass our faith along to our children feel like there needs to be this radical moment where it's like they no longer sin. Yes. And like, okay, we prayed the prayer. Now they have the Holy Spirit. Now they're going to want to read their Bible every day. They're you know? disrespectful the next day. And you're like, I'm sorry. Did this, you receive Jesus right, last night? Why, this didn't stick. Okay, hold Let's up. try it again. <laughs> And it's really more, it's really more of a journey and a progression. Um, so, but one of the things I wanted to do is I'll put in the show notes. There's a great video that I've seen for helping parents when your child does feel like they're ready to make Jesus, um, their savior and Lord, then I, I want to show you, I want this video to be something that you have in your toolbox That's awesome. so that you have some good language around it and you feel ready to be able to do that. That's great. Cause I think that's something huge that really does start to happen in these years. And I don't want to miss that. Um, I think the thing that we need to let go of more than anything in this season is perfection and control. Yes. I think those go hand in hand. And the perfection is, you know, like we were kind of talking about, I and control because if I'm handling it, I feel like I can make it perfect. Yes. Including school projects. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if and if I have to relinquish some control, there's going to be not my version of perfect. Yes. And being okay with that and realizing like that's actually the best thing for they have to have ownership as they progress. And they have to make the mistake in order to learn from it. Yes. So if they get an 85 on a test and they're upset because it's not an A, great. We're going to study harder next time. Yeah. But they have to make those mistakes so they can learn from them. Yeah. What do you feel like is the best way, you know, for moms that are in community with other moms in this age group? How can we best support other moms in the grade school age? I think give them some room to figure out their kiddos. I think sometimes when you're talking to a mom and you're like, are you signing your kid up for basketball? Oh, yeah, we do basketball every year. What if they change their mind one year and they don't want to do basketball? Yeah. To be like, that's okay. They don't have to play. Because sometimes you feel this pressure, like if everybody's doing dance, I got to do dance. Or if Uh everybody's playing soccer, I got to play soccer. That's great. Give them the room to make those decisions. And no, it's not the end of the world if they miss a basketball season. Yes. It's going to be fine. Yes. And they may get halfway through it and go, oh, I wish I'd played. And you go, great, we'll do it next time. Yeah. 
you have got to give them some room to do those things and not feel like, oh, if we don't play, we're going to be left out. Good. I love that. I think that's absolutely perfect. I think the one thing I wanted to think about for us uh, as just a community of moms, we all go through learning seasons. And hopefully, I think that we actually, learning season is something that is sprinkled throughout our entire life. That there are times where we're more intense learners, but that we are regularly in rhythms of learning seasons. Um, I really, I had the beautiful opportunity um, in the spring to be part of this in-depth Bible study on Joseph. And it was so good for me. And then this summer was kind of a more of a, a lighter, you know, I, I did like different things with the Lord. That's what my rhythms look like. And then this fall, again, I'm studying Paul. And so I'm back in this learning season. And it is so good for my soul to be learning, to be regularly learning about God. And I think it's important for us that we are modeling that for our children, that we are lifelong learners of God's word, that we never get to the point. It's not like tying your shoes or learning how to ride a bike. Learning about God and getting to know him and his word is a lifelong thing that we get to be a part of and the blessings of that. And so that may mean that we have to do some things that we'd rather not do. Like I'd rather stay in my bed a little bit longer, but instead I'm going to get up, I'm going to get my Bible and I'm going to read it so that when the kids come in in the morning to say hi to me or as they're getting ready for school, that they see me in that rhythm of learning from God's word. I agree. And, and to know as a mom that if you, even if you're in a season of learning and you have a hiccup, you know, there are things that hit our path that we don't expect kids get sick or maybe, you know, some, your kids start struggling with something and you feel like you get lost a little bit Mm. out of that learning season, or you just kind of feel like, ah, what happened? We just like hit this traffic jam. Just start back again when you can, Mm. when you can. Yes. Because I do think for moms, uh, especially as you have multiple kids and they're in different seasons at once, you feel a pressure like it's not like it used to be. I don't feel like I have the time like I used to. I don't even feel like I have the drive like I used to because I'm so tired. Sure. Lots of grace. Yeah. And just admit those things to the Lord. What's going on? How can you help me? And he will. Yes. That's good. I love it. Good. No guilt. No guilt. Um, But I, and I, I think that, you know, we just, it's something that we want to fight for. I think it's something as moms that we want, we want to fight for. You know, when we look to scripture, Philippians 1, 9, as Paul is talking to the Philippians, he prays for them and he says, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. With Paul, every time he wrote to a church group, it was like, I want more of this for you, right? I want you to understand it deeper. I want more. Uh, When he wrote to the Ephesians, he talked about them not being like children tossed to and fro, Mm -hmm. but that they would grow up uh, in their knowledge of God. And especially as with our children, our grade school kids, as they start to ask questions about the world and they're asking how things, how we respond to our culture, we need to be learners of yes. God's word yes. that know what the word says that so that we can answer them yes. appropriately. Yes. Moms, we love you. Um, we want you to know that we are here to support you and um, we want to be able to offer tools to you. And so check out the show notes for some ideas that we have. And then I hope that you know that our blog has all kinds of ideas about how you can pass your faith on at home and learn about God with your kiddos. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye moms. Bye moms.